Step out of your day and into your happy place, where your health comes from a more relaxed, beautiful you. Don't take our word for it, take theirs. That experience is always amazing, but Valentine's Day was pretty special. Not only are my tools absolutely gorgeous, but I got a foot rub. Oh my god. Now come along and find your glamorous you. Manis, pedis, massages, facials, hair, makeup, and waxing. You know you want to. Call or visit us today at 448-4099. The Glam Experience Day Spa. Step out of your day and into your happy place, where your health comes from a more relaxed, beautiful you. Don't take our word for it, take theirs. That experience is always amazing, but Valentine's Day was pretty special. Not only are my tools absolutely gorgeous, but I got a foot rub. Oh my god. Now come along and find your glamorous you. Manis, pedis, massages, facials hair, makeup, and waxing. You know you want to. Call or visit us today at 448-4099. The Glam Experience Day Spa. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, one and all. Oh my God. Good afternoon. Something's wrong with my lashes. That's why I was taking so long to come on. My actual lashes in my eye and it's troubling me. Let me tell you, I'm trying to get get it out. Like I literally almost took a tweezer and wash it. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to another Kako Tea. I am so excited to be back here. Back to back, back to back. I was with you last week. I'm back here this week. And I'm so excited to be bringing another show for you. You know what in hearts? We just keep it coming. We just keep it, we just keep bringing it on because we have it. So we're doing it and I'm available. So why the heck not? I want to say good afternoon to all those of you tuned in. Remember to drop your fly. Let me see those folks. Hello. Hi, Al. Boy, let me part in the day. Are you, are you, are you waiting, man, for me? Good afternoon. Al is saying good afternoon. How are you doing, Al Charles? Aurel is on. Denise is on. Who else is on? Let me know where you're locked in from. Make sure you share the live. Share the live. Let folks know. Drop your flag and share the live and show the love and make sure you're you're tagging your friend, tagging your Kobe, your 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 nene, your pawe. Everybody, tag everybody. 
that you can on this live because we're going to be bringing you an exciting show today. I'm just trying to share like to, with the folks, you know, because people people messaging me and asking me for the link. I don't know. It's too, like on a day like today, if people would not know my where I where my show is at, like like they messaging me for the link. Like, should I give them a cool point? Like, what should I do? What should I do? Listen, the show is on and we're excited to be back here again. I want to say big up to Digicel, Better Together, big up to The Glam, big up to Swift Pack. I hope you guys are having an awesome weekend. We've had a pat week. It is actually really, really hot right about now. I wish I had the fan, but if I put on the fan, then you're going to hear the noise. So I'm just going to switch. You see how my forehead shining? Look at that. Shining. My forehead shining. Let me tell you, makeup couldn't do nothing to... To stop that but we're, we're, we're gonna keep it moving we're gonna have a good show this evening this afternoon wherever chicago is locked in drop your flag let me know Anne is locked in i see y'all i see y'all i see y'all coming true y'all coming true how was your week how did you guys do this week let me know if you had a great week let me know if you had an awesome week let me know if let me know if you drank some cocoa tea this week i actually drank cocoa tea twice this week so let me know if you drank cocoa tea this week i want to know you know let me know if you ate something local from Dominica, wherever you locked in. Let me know. Just share some love. Let me know what's going on. I'm just still trying to send that link to the person. You see, the struggle is real because I like to glad you. But we have a good show for you. We have two women. We're going to be stopping off in Canada for a little bit. And then we're going to be heading out and making our way down south to the US of A. Yes, we got two women in the his house and they're army women. And let me tell you, they're not no wishy-washy kind of army women. Eh? They're hardcore, been there, done that, have like all kind of all kind of title. So they're gonna be coming and giving you all the details. Hi, Ketura Auntie, guys locked in. Yes, Denise is locked in. They're gonna be giving us all the deets about working or being part because you know they say it's not a job, it's like it's like what they call it. It's not. There's an ad that says it's not a job. It's a what is the word? I can't remember the word. Help me with the word. When they when they refer to the army, it's not a job. It's a like a it's a lifestyle. That's what somebody somebody yeah. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. And I mean, it's so interesting just talking to them and getting um you know just a little you know little details on there i mean granted you know i'm gonna go dig right and get all the information that i need to get but you know i had to you know speak with them and i got warped in you know into the the army conversation and i hope that you get warped in too because it is so exciting what these women do is like if you're a girl that likes the adrenaline rush or a guy that likes adrenaline rush like me Hearing these ladies talk, yes, you need you needs to be ready. You needs to be ready. I want to big up my sponsors again. I want to say thank you very much to my sponsors. Without them, this show would not be possible. Girlfriend, gotta get paid. Let me tell you, girl, gotta get paid. This show ain't free no more, right? So I want to big up the sponsors. Big up to Swift Pack. Thank you very, 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 very much. Um, you see, I have a cocoa tea, cocoa tea mug. But there's no cocktail tea in there. There's actually wine in there. So if I have it loud, just know it's like my um my wine is coming through. Granted, I need a whole and I need a whole bottle of barefoot wine, you know, to really like start feeling like a little tipsy. Not even nice, you know. There's not little tipsy because it's made for the ladies. So I'm drinking my barefoot wine. I hope you're having that too. And my lipstick. I was putting on my lipstick um before the show started. Don't mind. Don't judge me. 
because I don't judge me, okay? So it normally has a cap, but I pull out the cap because you know I rough. Um, so if you want to know what I'm wearing, I'm wearing bounce on it. It's like a matte, you're matte nude. You know when they tell you nude and you just be like, what are you nude? They don't for for black people. See, this has like a little touch of pink going on, and it's available at the Glam, one of our sponsors. Yes, so big up to my sponsors. Thank you so very much for them. Without them, this show would not be able to continue because granted, I was doing this show during my university, you know, days because I started like right before university. And now that I'm done, I need to get paid. Okay. So if you know somebody that wants to sponsor the show, tell them, pick me up. They can always get in touch with me. Um, how can I get a capital team up? Ah, we gotta talk about that off air, you know. DM me off air. That's an off-air conversation. Support the show today. Donate. Patreon.com forward slash jail. Joseph, if you want to do a monthly donation, yes, girlfriend, you can do a monthly donation. So you can pay me $5 every single month from your paycheck just so you can come here and grab that content. You can do that. Or you can send me a one-time gift of um, via PayPal uh, at jail at jailjoseph.com. I'm ready for the show. Are you ready? Are you ready? Tell me, tell me if you're ready. Let me know. If you're ready, because I am, Avril is here. Let me tell you. Okay, I got to give you the back end story on Avril. Like, that's just my my back end story. I'm alone today because I can, it's my show. If you don't like it, bye. Okay, so I remember, like, I am good friends with this young woman called Ayo. And if you know Dominican and you know Ayo, you know me, you normally see us hanging out. We're both, you know, Canadian slash Dominican. We spent a bit of our time in Canada, back and forth, whatever. Anyways, Ayo's mom is a designer, like one of the best designers out there. She does um, gowns. Um, she does um, different types of apparel. She also does jewelry um, made out of fabric. Like if you're looking for like that, those, um, you know, those, those, help me, madras. Yes, so if you're looking for those madras um, accessories, she has those beautiful madras accessories that, you know, she... So, a couple years back, I saw this, like, really, like, you know, like, melanated beauty in a bald head. You know, girlfriend, I was rocking my bald head these days, right? So, anybody with a bald head, I was, like, looking at them, like, want to see, like, okay, somebody rocking the bald head. And let me tell you, a beautiful woman, dark skin, I mean, she did the photo shoot for, I, I think it was probably like her first rollout of her accessory line. And if Mary Green didn't sell out because of just that ad campaign, I don't know what was wrong. Like something probably was wrong with the product because the, the model was on point. And let me tell you, I instantly fell in love with this, the way she looked. She just had this thing about her. And I was like, I was absolutely blown away. Fast forward to a few years today or recently, somebody sends me, I mean, I've seen her a couple of times. We run in similar circles in the sense of we probably see each other, but not really talk. Like we just, I don't know why. I don't even know why we never spoke. But anyways, I get this message from, from another friend who says, you know who would be really good to come on Kakoti? And she sends me this, 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 this press release, or no, actually it wasn't a press release, it was a whole article. So Immigration Canada had written this entire piece on Avril. And I was like, wait a minute, like beauty queen is in the army? Like, how do you do? That 
was my first, you know, like, oh my God, blown away. Gotta talk to her. I literally messaged her right away because I was like, I was so blown away. The article, there was an article, there was a podcast to accompany um, another, another, well, another um, feature that had been done on her was a podcast. And I was really, really like so impressed and I wanted to get her on the show. And today we got her and she's here live in the living color and she's coming up. I was like, good afternoon to Harvey. <laughs> I'm not as loud as you. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good to have you. Let, um, she felt like bit, let's see that picture in the back. Let's see the picture in the back. Look at that. That's the picture, guys. That is the photo. That is the photo that I remember first seeing Avril in. And if you if you've never seen that photo, something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so you can put it back down a little bit so we can get back into, into the swing of things. Avril, it's good to have you here on the show. How are you? It's happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little hot. I I saw it in like hot and stuff. Probably the wine too. That will contribute to the heat. Um, but I'm 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 glad to have you on, and I am I am a little you know little starstruck because I saw you as a model, you know, and now you're this army lady. Like, first of all, I like to start off the show by getting people to tell me a little bit about themselves and and who they are. And I really be I really want you to tell me when you when you think of yourself as it relates to how people you'd want people to view you. Who is ever? Half princess, half warrior. Ah, <laughs> Shira. <laughs> oh, is it Zena? Which one? <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome! Half princess, half warrior. Afro, tell us a little bit about uh, where were you born? I was born in Dominica. Grew up in in Newtown, right the house right beside Suki's Bakery. Uh, my favorite thing to do in Dominica was swim in the sea that, that was it that's that's it i never went to parties or hang out or nothing this is was all i wanted to do i ran around the newtown savannah and that was it and i loved the sea i loved the sea and that's the only thing i loved <laughs> she loved the sea and that was it yeah and you you went to school in dominica tell us a little bit yeah. about your days so I, uh, I went to the Newtown Primary School before Hurricane David. It was a school in Newtown. There was a, there's an empty spot beside, uh, I think there's a soccer building there. Mm -hmm. There's an mm -hmm. empty space. Years ago, there used to be a school there before Hurricane David, probably because before you were born. Wow, that's where you went to school. <laughs> that was a school there. I went to school there and then I went to St. Martin's school and then I went to Canada. I came to Canada. So I was like eight, nine years old. So you left, so you left Dominica as a young girl to go yeah. to, to in Canada. 1978. Wow. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Tell us, yeah. was that, was that like a family decision that you all leave and go to Canada? My, my dad had immigrated to Canada and, I was in 1970, so uh, once he got settled, he, he sponsored me, so I went to Canada to meet him. I left my mother in Dominica, my, my brother, 
and uh, my brother was young and uh, all my aunts and everything and I migrated to Canada. But, alone with your dad? Uh, pardon me? That was alone. you alone with your dad? Yep, alone. And when I, but my dad had, had gotten married. And so it was, I went to move with my dad. I, I didn't know his wife very well. So I moved with my dad and uh, I got to, to Canada and I missed my mother. I missed, I missed Dominique. I missed my family. So, you know, he spoke to me. He's like, oh, you know, this is your home now. And I remember saying to him, um, what do I do to get you to stay? I said, well, I want my mother to come stay with, with us. And he says, well, where is she going to sleep? She, I said, oh, she could sleep in my room with me. But, wow. you know, when you're eight years old, you don't understand that, um, you don't understand that your mother can't live in your room with you, with his wife in the other, your dad and his wife in the other room. You don't, you don't understand that, right? So what happened to you? Like, what was so, going on in your head? So in my head, I, I was very attached to my mother, very. And, and when you take a young child and you take her into a totally foreign land, it's a huge adjustment. So, so I did not speak and I did not eat. Whoa. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, it's not that I starved myself. I just, I grieved my mother. And, uh, everyone my aunt lived in canada she's like oh avril you should stay you know this this but you i'm young my mother that that's all that that's, that's all you that, knew that's all that mattered was my mother so i stayed you know i was enrolled in in school elementary school i'm enrolled in school i have my school clothes i went to school and then same thing no talking no eating uh, my dad called my mother and he says, uh, she's like, I don't know what to do. What else to do? She doesn't talk and she doesn't eat. And, uh, and she says, send her back. And I went back to Dominica. So you were proving your warrior days that, yeah. you, were, that you were not yeah. going to get phased and nobody no. was going to move you. Yeah. And, and that was it. And, and my dad, before I left, he says, Okay, you're gonna go back to meet your mother, but but you're gonna have to come back. So go back to Dominica, get some. You know, I was very shy, extremely shy and quiet. That's just that's just if you know me, that's me naturally. You mm -hmm. see me, you don't hear me. So um, I went, I went back. I went to I went I went to Saint Martin School, and then I did the common entrance, and then Hurricane David passed, and then I went to grammar school. And, and my mother was a huge proponent of, of she didn't of, of learning to live with boys. She was a huge proponent of, of co-ed schools. So that's why I went to grammar <laughs> she's like, school. like, you can't go in convent. Yeah, no, she's like, no, gr grammar school, you're gonna have, this is how life is going to be. So life is not only girls in it. There's all kinds of people in it. So I went to grammar school. And, and I, and it, those were the best eight years of my life going back to Dominica. And, uh, two weeks after I graduated grammar school, I was back in Canada. Wow. Okay. 
tell, tell us a little bit about the grammar school days. What, what were some of your fond memories of grammar school days? I ran track. I was a, a track star. I ran long distance for BJ House. I was, you name it, I, yeah, athlete. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you ran track and you did fairly well. And then your mom says to you, well, you're done school. Mm -hmm. You're going back. Well, well, that wasn't even a conversation because that was already established that I was going back. Wow. Yeah, it was just when the, the ticket came. So the ticket came a week after graduation and I left a week later. And just like that. Just like that. In Canada. Yep. When you, how did you feel getting back into Canada the second time around? Because uh, I was older. You, you understand when you're, when you're growing up in Dominica, you, un, you see so much. You understand, you see the privileges. You saw, I saw who had the privilege. I mean, I grew up in humble beginnings. You know, I, I am a dark skinned woman. Um, back in, back then, dark skin, the, the colorism things existed. You know, although, you know, I mean, I, I did piano lessons. I, my mother gave me the best, but, but yet, my the color of my skin still was still there wow. you know what i mean it was, it was yes it was it was still there yeah yeah oh yeah what was, mean, they were, what was some of the things that people would say to you now? no no that's the thing nobody said anything you would just you know you you at you the piano class at, at yeah oh yeah because you know my last name is john baptiste it's not prominent you get no, what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Tell us, what made you feel that you were being treated differently? What were some of the, the actions that were taken up by people that made you feel that, hey, they don't really like me? Or what even made you connected to the color of your skin? So it's not that I say they didn't like me. I wasn't in their social circle mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I wasn't a friend of a friend or you know, Mrs. So-and-so wasn't my mother or Mr. So-and-so wasn't my dad. So, you know, by, by affiliated by people of positions of power, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was the little black girl from Newtown. That was it, you know, but, but I was, I, I'm, I've always been comfortable in my, in my own skin. I didn't allow, you know, how they were, affect how they were to me affect me i, I had my friends now you go to canada you, you move back to canada where yeah I mean, yeah even, even before that in dominica you know yeah they were they they said hello to you at piano class at piano lessons but on the street you know there was the few that said a few things to you but mm -hmm. but but generally you know i wasn't in their class do, do you think thing that still exists today in Dominica? Would you say that? Um, that because, I'm, because I'm not there. I don't live there. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot tell. I, I don't know. But, but I, 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 I had this one experience where I came back to visit and we stayed at a, I stayed at a certain hotel. And then this girl 
from my piano class I saw in this hotel. She, I think she was working and she said, I know you from somewhere. I was like, uh-huh, from piano. And she's like, guess what she says to me? She didn't ask me my first name. She asked, what was your last name? Wow. Yeah. And that, that right there was it, you know? So it's like to her, she could, she would instantly remember you if she could remember your last name. Yeah. yeah. Your last name would connect her in her yeah. mind to who exactly you were. Exactly. Or the social circle or the, the, you know, the quote unquote, the class, my name was not prominent. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, although know, people, I'm glad you're saying that because I remember, um, I'll leave, uh, the person will remain name, nameless. I remember mm -hmm. speaking to somebody and my last name is Joseph, right? Yeah. And to them, Joseph is a very common last name. There are lots yeah. of Josephs in Dominica. And I remember speaking to someone and that person was, a, was married before and was about to get married again. And I was like, so are you gonna take on the person's last name, right? Now the person they were getting married to just happened to be a Joseph. Right, and that's that stayed with me up until this day. And hearing you say that, that I, it just brings back that memory and just how I felt hearing her speak that way. Um, she was. I said to her, "So are you going to take on his last name?" And she goes, "No, Joseph is too much of a common last name." And I was like, "I'm thinking to myself, but you took your first husband's last name." So what's the difference? So like, I would have preferred if she'd said to me, you know what? I did this before, been there, done that. I took my first husband's last name. I'm not doing this shit again. You know, I would have preferred if she'd said that than the way she kind of just like raised her nose and was like, Joseph, Joseph is too much of a common last name. Like, yeah. So hearing you say that. Yeah. Just... Yeah. It, 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 and, and now you go back. I, I go back to Dominica to visit and, you know, I give side eye to really, I wasn't good enough when I lived in Dominica. Suddenly I'm good enough to be your friend. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So, so, so yes, that, that, that is huge. I don't know if it still exists because my generation is, is in their fifties now. So mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, I'm 52. Girl, I don't know. you don't look a day over like 30 something. Give me a damn break. What? <laughs> 50 who? <laughs> 50 what? So, no. I, I, don't, I don't know if it still exists. But I, I, I strongly believe there's, there's some, there's a little bit of a presence of it still in Dominica because last name associated with, you know, um, yeah, you know, oh, well, well, no, well, nobody ain't making this coconut feel less than I know my worth. <laughs> so, so I mean, I think I think we just have to know our worth and yeah. put our head held high and choose our choose the company that we want to keep because yeah, at the end of the day, you're not more than me because your last name might be quote unquote uh, yeah. uh, a, a prominent last name or has a level of of mm -hmm. of rating or value or whatever the case might be. Nonsense. But here's, here's the other thing. Now you take that. So because that was prominent in Dominica, a lot of these, a lot of people, that's a generational thing. 
-hmm. a lot of these people migrated and some of them are in Canada, right? I'm in the same pot with you. So, so, so guess what? Suddenly, oh, you're so-and-so's daughter. And suddenly, oh, okay. Oh, she's so and I won't call her like, I feel like as if you... I, I, I won't call my dad's name, but you know, oh, you're so-and-so's daughter. You are giving me all those vibes. Like yeah. I literally cussed out somebody who used to come to my house and see me in Dominican one to pass me straight. And I was like, you sleep on my couch, bruh. Like, mm -hmm. like I literally cussed the person. That was years ago because I have no face. But it's so funny that you say that because that happens all the time. We're all in the same because now it's not a matter of class. Now it's a matter of color in mm. the sense of you being the minority. Yeah. Right? And the minorities tend to cling together. Oh, th another thing too is that we tend to look for community. Yeah. So, so we're looking for other Dominicans and we bounce up and all of us, not all of us in the same part. Mm. It wasn't like that. And it would not have been that way if we lived in the same Dominica. Yeah, yeah. And, and and my dad is extremely prominent in the Dominican community in Canada. So when if I say my dad's name, everybody knows who he is. So oh yeah, you his daughter. Okay, da 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 da. And everybody's like, oh, you're the one in the army. Mm -hmm. Girl, let's go to the army now. So you <laughs> let's leave those class people where they be. But it's a great conversation that need not needs definitely to be had because that is, anyways, I don't want to get into that. We'll get into that on Black Island Girl. That is a, a conversation that definitely needs to happen because there's a lot of colorism and as a result of colorism, classism, um, based on your name, your your family um, name, who, 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 who probably has done really well in your family, or if you come from a well-off family, that always happens. So you moved to Canada. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, I guess you're still technically in high school, in high mm -hmm. school age. What happens next? So I went to, when I came to Canada, I had to go to high school all over again, but, but not start from scratch. I think I went, I started at grade 10, um, but I, I got a lot of credits because I had graduated from grammar school. So I went back to, to high school and the, and the, actually we were looking, my dad was looking to put me in the college and then he went to, I think he went to a high school or something because of my age. And they're like, oh, she needs to integrate into the Canadian culture. Assimilate. And, and, <laughs> and, and then, so that's why I went back to high school. Mm -hmm. so I went to high school. I graduated high school again. Um, and I wanted to be a nurse. That was my passion. My dream was to be a nurse. So, so why didn't you go to nursing school? I, 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 I wanted to help people. Why didn't I go to nursing school? That is a whole different story. I'll just sum it up like this. I did not. Okay. The support I was supposed to get, I did not get it. Okay. So my dream of becoming a nurse died. A lot of, a lot of things died. And, wow. uh, and that was it. And four years after coming to Canada, 
I left Ontario, I left Toronto, I left the province. And through circumstances beyond my control, I had to, I, I, I was sent to Winnipeg. 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 Mm-hmm. Why Winnipeg? Winnipeg, we had a, a family, a family member there. Um, and that's where I went. I, w- I think I was supposed to go get fixed. When you say fixed, what do you mean? You know I'm going to go now. Oh, fixed. Hmm. It's it's a it's a ugly immigrant child story when when a child from the Caribbean moves to Canada with a parent and one is step and one is the other. Um, it's it's a huge responsibility and I don't think I think a lot of people think they can do it, but not a lot of people can. Um, undertake the responsibility of of a stepchild or, or just it's it's just it's a big story it's a big big story I know. I, you know what I think we can read between the lines yeah it's it's a big story and and and, I, and I'm gonna leave it at that it's it's a big story it's a big it's a, it's a big sad story so I moved to Winnipeg you moved to Winnipeg and yeah. what and happens next so I moved to Winnipeg I enrolled in, I'm going to University of Winnipeg doing business admin. And um, I'm in Winnipeg doing business admin, but I am not fulfilled. There's something more I need. I, I, I went to university because university was what people did. You know, my passion, I still needed to find Avril. I still needed to to be confident, I still needed to to pick up myself, you know, I I needed to pick myself up in order to grow. So I went to university and while in university, um, I was talking to a friend in the US and, uh, you know, saying, hey, this, these, like, I need something, I need something challenging, I need, I need something of my own, I need to go out there and I need to spread my wings. I need to jump off the cliff head first, feet first, and fly and be successful. And uh, and I had been to Grand Forks Air Force Base in uh, in North Dakota, and and this friend says to me, "Hey, what about the military?" I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm not cut up for the military." I was like, "Have you seen the girls in the military? You have to be tough and this and that. I can't fit that." And my friend said to me, of course you can. So I went to the recruiting center and I walked by the recruiting center in Winnipeg a few times. I peeked over the, the window trying to find someone that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there was no one. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. And then one day I didn't have a car and I walk into the bus stop and I saw this girl in uniform. She was wearing an Air Force uniform. And I said to her, I said, so how is it? And she says, oh, it's great. And it was quick. Her bus came and that was it. And that was, I think that was the confirmation I needed. The next day I went to the, um, I went to the recruiting center. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm here to join the military. And they're like, oh, you know, what are the requirements? They're like, oh, you have to be a Canadian citizen. And I was like, okay, I'm a Canadian citizen. And this is 1992. 
and uh, and and you have to be a Canadian citizen. I'm like, yeah, go, yeah. So I'm going to. I went. I made up my mind that I am going to do this with no. I didn't just. There's no naysayers. There's there's nobody. These people don't know me, so they're gonna they're gonna see me for my full potential. There's not gonna be any outside influence. No family. No nothing. Now, mind you, I have a completely supportive family in Dominica. I have the most amazing aunties. My mother. My like everything, grand aunts, grandmother, everything. So that is the force that's holding me. My force that was holding me was, was sitting in Dominica. So I'm all the way in Winnipeg trying to get through a recruiting process. And, you know, I went through and um, the girl, you know, all the paperwork's done. And, you know, I chose my occupation and then she walked out and I said, and I looked at her uniform because for me, I'm like, you have to represent. Right. So she's wearing an Air Force uniform, but her pants was like above her ankle. It was like swinging. I was like, oh, and then I said, oh, so is this what the uniforms look like? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. It was like floods. Right. She's wearing Air Force blues. Yeah. yeah. So so then and this, a guy walked around from behind and he's wearing a camouflage jacket with a belt, uh, uh, boots, like high boots like above his like up to his calf mm -hmm. fitted pants his boots and blouse and I said well what's this uniform and she says oh that's the army I was like well that's the one I want <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I joined the army and everybody's like oh you joined the army because of fashion I'm like no I just want to look good in uniform <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to look good in her uniform. Yeah. So, so how how quickly did you move up? Like, this? what was the what was your your rank when you walked in, and, and oh, how did you move up? So, so basic training. There's basic training. You're nobody. So you go to basic training, and there's 58 of us, and they're like, we are gonna break you down to build you up. And in my head, I don't know what that means, but I was like, whatever it is, okay, you know. So I went through and basic training was tough. They like, I went through basic training in 1993 where they swore at you and they called people names and it was, it was tough. It was tough. So mentally you had to be strong to go through basic training and, you know, successfully at the end of it on, on the second week, they said, um, in, in two weeks from now, no, the second day, they said, two weeks from now, half of you won't be here. And I said to myself, man, that could be me because I'm not, I'm, I'm not used to people swearing at me. I'm not used to that, all that yelling and all of that rough life. But, but you know what? Failure was not an option. As much as I thought that in that little, that for that moment, the other moment, like, no, Avril, you're in this, you, you, you're in this by yourself. You have to succeed because you have no one there for you but you. So you're going to have to go up there and you make it. And I told myself that, you know, on the tough days, I went to the bathroom and I cried and I had to pick myself up and I had to do it. I had to do it, you know. Um, so I went to basic training and we graduated and half was gone from 58, 39 graduated, 
And out of the 39, there was five women and I was the only black person. Person. Do you know how they, I mean, we had Woo! to go in part of my basic training. I went to the gas hut. So we had part of your training is if you get, you know, if you get uh, gassed. So how to decontaminate and back in the day, it was it was a, a dirt called fullless, fullless earth. So you have to decontaminate your hair and everything. And I was in the baldy back then. I, I grew my hair and uh, I was decontaminating, but it was like a powder. And when you put the powder in your hair, if you take powder right now and you put it in natural hair, you can't brush it out, right? Well, they, they, they didn't understand that I couldn't brush the powder out of my hair because I had my hair natural. So I got in trouble. So my entire platoon is doing push-ups because my the powder couldn't come up my hair. You know? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so so it was so I went through that and then we graduated and on graduation day and everyone had their family. And I had I had made a few friends in Winnipeg and there was one person there for me. Each person out of the 39 graduates had, you know, your mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandparents. And I had one person there for me. But you know what? I was good because I had accomplished something on my own without anyone saying to me, I'm a liability to them, without anyone saying to me, well, you're no good, or you need to go get some hard work for you to do. There was, there was, no, there was none of that. You know, there was just people saying, hey, you can do it. Good on you, JB, you know? Wow. Yeah, so from Winnipeg, I wanted to come back to Toronto. I came back to Toronto in 1995. So two years after being in the military, I worked at the Land Force Central Area Headquarters in Toronto. And from there, I went to, I got my next post was Kingston, Ontario. So I went to Kingston and uh, I made my way up. But through all the, so from Kingston, I went to, I went, to, I went back, no, where did I go? Yeah, I went back to Toronto, but in Kingston, I, I had amazing jobs. I, I worked at the Canadian Forces College. I was a student administrator. Um, so, so I administered all offices and, and training, you know, so. Hardcore. <laughs> yes, and, and then uh, from there, I went to Toronto, and from Toronto, I, uh, I went to Afghanistan. So I did all my training to go to Afghanistan. So while I was in Afghanistan, I did, uh, you, you train. So in the, in the military, you're trained as a soldier first. So, so I was, was, was going to ask you that, like, yeah. was it just like, did you just get a position or, or no. So, so unlike the U S military, we are not specialized. The U S is specialized. We are not specialized. So, so we, we, I, I, I had to go to the ranges. I had to go to CBRN, which is CBRN is chemical, biological, um, nuclear warfare. You have to do all that training like you were in it. And you have to go all of that. And that preps you to go to a war zone. You go through your lectures. I mean, and you're sitting in a, in a room uh, and you're being taught all the different weapons that 
you could come across what the, the, the Taliban had. And my job, although I am a, um, administration, um, my job, my secondary duty, which became my primary duty was um, I, 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 we, we hired Afghan women to come onto the camp to help us. And uh, I, I had to, my job was to, I had to search them before they went on camp, which is my secondary duty. And I was uh, uh, up, they call it up reserve. So in case when the camp gets attacked, that was my, my job was to go man the gates. And if you get, you know, your weapon is loaded and all this and all that. Weapon is loaded. I really, you, you know how to, you know how to use those weapons? Well, of course, that's my job. Oh my God. Like yeah. I was never, like I think of you and I can never, I can't picture you in a gun. Cause you, yeah. like you say, you know, the princess, I picture you as a princess. And I don't see the warrior when, you know, like when I see you walking on the street or I see you in pictures, I see a princess, you know, and to think of you with a gun. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, so the thing if with in when we're in Afghanistan, so you're in a, you search in a concrete barrier. It's really tall. It's like probably 12 feet tall. And it's you go in there with the person. So what it is is you and her is in there, and if she's when you search her, if she's strapped up with explosive, the concrete sanger is to contain the blast. So when if she is, it will contain the blast. So just two lives will be taken, just you and her. That's it. But but. But that's why I said the military is mental, not physical. I'm I'm a I'm a swallow now. This is this is what <laughs> I get some something to drink. So so you you're you're really like what you say is really true. Like it's not just a physical thing. It's no, mental. You have to mentally prepare yourself to join the army. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So so from there, I mean, I have been, I have done. So a lot, a lot of different jobs in with different commands, different capacities with, uh, I was with the Canadian Special Operations Command, which you have to get screened for, you know, so special ops. So you get screened for special ops. So I was with the special ops. I was with, was with um, what they called, uh, Leitrim, um, SIGINT. Signals intelligence. Um, I so I've done so many. I have worked. At what, was your, what was your favorite role? Like since you've been in the army, my favorite role was actually most recently. I went to Kuwait in the superintendent position, and I came back in the pandemic, right before the pandemic, mm -hmm. and I managed. Um, I managed the entire operation, like administratively. Sorry, I oversaw it. I didn't manage it. Mm -hmm. I, I was the superintendent. So for uh, Kuwait, Lebanon, Jordan, and Iraq. So I was the 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 highest ranking senior human resources administrator. So mm -hmm. so I didn't go in there to to. So they could do that to show them how to do their job, but they consulted me when things were, hmm, what do I do about that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was, when, did, when did you decide to cut your hair? 
I cut my hair. Why or when? When? Oh, I many many years ago because I always heard, "Wow, your hair is so pretty." <laughs> I no no listen no I heard you're beautiful for a dark skin girl. Um, your hair is so pretty. Are you mixed? I hated that. I, I, I always said, I am not my hair. I am not my hair. So I got, I got, I got rid of my hair. I'm like, just me. All right. There's a lot of negative stereotypes that people have when they think of the army. Yeah. Um, some of them are, are not just what they think of, but some of them are what they've heard of what goes on in the army. There are stereotypes like women getting sexually harassed by the men. If you're a woman, like you just, you know, you just rightfully said, you know, like people will tell you there's a lot of negativity. And you're, you're like probably one of very few black people who are in the, the Canadian, the Canadian um, army. What was some of the negative stereotypes that, or what are some of the negative, negative stereotypes that people have towards the army that are absolutely not true? If you go to the army, you go to war. That's not true. That's one of the biggest stereotypes. And that's why in the Canadian Armed Forces, there's not a lot of black people because I think old people think. <laughs> no, not even, not even that. I think in a weird way, we, we conditioned to think that the army is a blue collar career. Like that when all else fails, this is what you do. That's not true. We have, think about every, every occupation, every career stream in the civilian world, we have it in the military. We have lawyers, doctors, nurses, insurance, like my job would encompass a healthcare administrator, uh, a, a regular office administrator, uh, insurance person, like anything administrative you could think of, we do it. We have nurses, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have public affairs, which is like what you do. Mm -hmm. We have carpenters, electricians, plumbers, uh, guys like Rogers, you know, ro elect like electricians, like the yes. cable guy. Yes. <laughs> the cable, yeah. Engineers, combat engineers, uh, construction engineers, refrigeration techs, like anything anything you can possibly think of we have it but the nice thing in the, with the canadian forces you're not although that is they will train you they will train you but you're not specialized so I, we can do a whole lot of things my husband is also in the military we were about to get to that but i, I want to show some love to the folks coming on i see them popping up brenda Ray okay says yes. Avril, my former childhood best friend and younger sister yes. are being featured. Yes, Rachel was coming up. She's standing by. She's actually in the lobby standing by. Then a uh, big up. Thank you very much for tuning in, Brenda. We also have um, Jennifer and Fidel, Auntie, Auntie Jen. Um, you're a pretty version of your dad. Deidre, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jules is saying, Avril, we're so proud of you. Thanks so much for your love and support to your family, Auntie Deidre. Yes, Jules. that's my auntie. 
saying hello. Um, um, Beverly is saying congratulations, girl. Uh, so folks are coming on and sharing love. And guys, you can share the love now because she's gonna. We're gonna be wrapping up pretty soon because we're we're, at, we're we're over over time. And we but we're having so much fun talking here with Avril. Avril is actually married. What is it having? That's another thing to a negative energy stereotype. It's like you can't get married when you're in the military. So how did you how did you bypass that stereotype? Well, I don't think it's a stereotype. My 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 husband, I actually met my husband while I was training to go to Afghanistan. I, I met him on the first day of training. I walked into the theater, but I walked into the wrong door. I thought I was walking into the back door and I walked into the front door and I saw everyone and, and he was there. And back in the day, we, you can only wear gold, silver or pearl studs, but pearls was for the Navy because I'm army. It was either gold or silver and that was it. Well, I showed up in diamond studs. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then yes, you are. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, so he said, wait, you know, those earrings, I was like, my earrings does not make me less effective as a soldier. And that was all I said to him. And it was love at first word. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, it. I gave him a hard time. You. Yes. Yes. Cause I, I was like, no, it, it it doesn't come easy like this. You you, yeah. How long I, I was you married? I, I, Fifteen years. Wow. Yes. Wow. And what is life like being married and being in the army? Like, do it's, you it's, like? Go ahead. Go ahead. He's he's my biggest supporter. We support each other. He he got injured in Afghanistan in on his third tour. Yeah. He got hit with an RPG and uh, because we serve, I understand. So he called me, but he didn't tell me the severity of his injury. He was airlifted from the Bagram Air Force, US Air Force Base to Sunnybrook. And uh, he had an RPG go through his body, destroyed his arm, blew his arm away. But luckily by the grace of God, it a muscle kept it attached, but it, it, it wasn't, a normal arm, it blew behind his body. And I understood, I understood the severity of, of being a soldier and going to war. Oh, girl, you're giving me like all kind of vibes. <laughs> yes, and, and, and I supported him and he supported me when, because we were deployed together. And, and every time there was an attack, he was always concerned about me. And then I remember one day he said, this is why they don't deploy couples because somebody gets worried about somebody, mm -hmm. you know? But it's just, you understand, you understand. He understand, you know, when you get a phone call that you have to go to work and it's two in the morning because you have to go identify the next of kin to call a, um, a family member because, Ooh. because, Somebody has passed and I am the one to go give whoever, you know, the information that needs to be relayed. He understands. So he's like, you know, I'll drive you, you know, and we support each other like that. 
we are each other's biggest support. What would you say to anybody who's probably looking on right now? There, there could be Canadians looking as well. You never know because people look, people go out and they look at this. What would you say to anyone about? Because I like I, I spoke to you like you know off air, and I was saying to you that was like the one of the first things I wanted to do when I moved to Canada because I was always I was always so um, impressed with how my relatives who moved to the U.S. who joined the army, and I'm like, yo, when I get to Canada, that's the first thing I'm gonna do, and I was discouraged into doing it. And what would you say to someone who's probably 30 and they're like they hate their day their day job <laughs> they want something that's challenging like you like you did you know you hated what you were studying what would you say to someone who is looking for that next exper experience I, I say find out for yourself don't let anyone tell you inquire inquire for yourself first and foremost because a lot of people have different experiences, so they will impose that on you. Because they, they obviously, sometimes you don't know the, their full story, why their, their, their views are negative. I say, find out for yourself. And the military, the Canadian Armed Forces is an amazing institution. I, ret I retired in December of 2017 after 25 years of service. But, um, and I, and I went into corporate Canada and I did, I was an executive assistant and 18 months I was out of uniform. And after that, I went to a function and I was the only one not in uniform. It was a military function. I went with my husband and right there and then I was like, I missed it. <laughs> You're like, I'm going back. And, and then I re-enrolled. I went part-time. But then in May of 29, no, in February of 2021, this year, I went full-time. I went back active regular force again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have on the wall right there, I have my, it's called a shadow box of my retirement of all my badges and my, my full, my real medals and everything. And, and I started another career i got my rank back i'm a warrant officer i went i got my rank back i got seniority back i got everything back and now i am speaking to you from gagetown i'm sorry well the base is gagetown but over to new brunswick and that's where i live now girl like i am so happy to have spoken to you tonight oh my god Avril is such an amazing person people are coming on um, sharing love. Um, so, so, um, Deidre is saying, oh yes, Anthony Guardsman Jonesy, great loving husband. Um, so, um, Mar Martina is, uh, Mat Materina is saying you're a strong woman, Avril. People are so impressed with your story. Um, Norisa Pelte is saying, uh, congratulations. And if you're, you're being complimented of your hair, <laughs> proud, your hair is, your hair is your beauty. So, well, your hair is not really your beauty, it's part of it, <laughs> but, but we get it, <laughs> we get it. Thank you very much, um, uh, Norisa, for, for that. Uh, Avril, it was awesome having you on. Oh my God, you're such an inspiration to all of us black women out there. And um, I, I look forward to meeting up with you in Canada now, be like, hi Avril, I will be like, my. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to come. You're gonna have to come to New Brunswick, though. You, you know I'm coming, right? <laughs> you know I'm coming. It, it it it's doesn't have the flash of Toronto, but you know it's a nice spot. I'm gonna be visiting soon, so make space for me. All I'm right. So awesome having you on. Thank you very much for the opportunity and for sharing your story. I think a lot of folks can learn from that. There's so many different things that we touched on. I think I probably will get you on again because you gave a lot of pearls, you know, especially with the colorism, classism thing. And I I really want to um, connect with you again and, and we can discuss on a different right. on a different level. But I, I think I you All know right. what it was it was a pleasure. All it was right. a pleasure. I think there's something in the new tongue in the new tongue um the new tongue water when it comes to army girls because the next one coming up is hey. also girl let All me right. tell you <laughs> thanks Ariel All right thank you it was a pleasure thank you All thank right you. bye 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 Oh my god this was absolutely wonderful if you guys enjoyed this we're going to take a water break we need to take a water break we need to drink some water we need to we need we have Rishima show up is coming on next. Make sure you share the live. Um, we are definitely um share the live. Drop your flag, share the live. We're coming on with Rishima. We're heading south. The US Army. She's a master sergeant in the US Army. We're coming back right after this. Step out of your day and into your happy place, where your health comes from a more relaxed, beautiful you. Don't take our word for it, take theirs. The Dove Express is always amazing, but Valentine's Day was pretty special. Not only am I too absolutely gorgeous, but I got a foot rub. Oh my god. Now come along and find your glamorous you. Manis, pedis, massages, facials hair, makeup, and waxing. You know you want to. Call or visit us today at 448-4099. The Glam Experience Day Spa. Yes, we're back. We're back, guys. We're back. We had to take a little water break, a little wine break, a little something break. And we have Rishima, who's going to be joining us, uh, coming up next. Avril is so, so wonderful, and we're so happy that we can have two women who are really setting the, the way for, for other women, especially Dominican women, especially if you're thinking about joining the Army. Uh, such great stories. There's so much more we can talk about, but we have to keep it short. We have to keep it sweet. For you so we can keep you babbling a little bit we got reshima coming on reshima i mean okay so story let's talk about how reshima has been following me on instagram like forever 
And whenever I share, you know, like, you know, we are as women, we always talk about, you know, supporting other women and whatever. And and we we just talk and no action. Reshima is action. So Reshima is always 